Well. You ready to do this? I'm ready to do this. All right, everyone. I have not watched this official teaser called Aftermath. You have? Oh, yes, I have. I don't I don't ever understand how you can wait. You have such restraint. I thought we could talk about it. We'd have something to talk about then. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Here we go. There's that feather again. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was Jamie's hand. Oh. Damn. Damn. (laughs) Wow, that was cool. What do you think? So that was the Night King walking under the archway there at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Aftermath. So this is Winterfell. We had a bunch of weapons from those we love laying on the ground. That was pretty that was pretty cool. What'd you think? It was so cool. I know I had to watch it a couple times because I feel like there's a ton of stuff that we can see buried in the snow. Obviously Jamie's hand. I think is what really grabs everyone's attention in the first watch through. Yeah, the top comment on YouTube for this is Jamie Lannister, quote, would someone give me a hand? 961 upvotes. <laughs> dark. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was thinking yeah, when I hand, saw that. I was like, this chair. is dark. Everyone that we care about, Bran's chair, for God's sakes. And smashing it. It doesn't get much darker than that by taking Bran's wheelchair away. Needle is there. We've got... Long claw, obviously. We've got a dragon glass arrow at the beginning. Apparently, Tyrion's hand of the queen pin is there, but I honestly have not seen it yet. I haven't watched it closely enough. Did you see it? Yeah, it's uh, it's after the feather. It's like right after the feather. What do you think is up with that feather? Mm. Legitimately, what's going on with that feather? It's not after the feather. James like hands for real? after the feather. Yeah, legitimately, what's going on with that feather? Because it it is back in another teaser. I think it's supposed to be some sort of weird callback to. Who John's parentage is. Hmm. Who his parents really are. Right. I think it's supposed to be... I mean, we talked about this in our last trailer episode and the significance of that in the other trailers before, but I think it's just a continuation of that. That would make sense because it was in the first season and they've called it back a few times now, like you said, both in the show and in these teasers. This one's interesting, though, because it it's kind of reminds me of Danny's vision in the Tower of the mm-hmm. Warlocks in Karth. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's probably just because of the, the way the ash, or the, rather <laughs> the snow looks like how the ash was falling in that vision. And uh, it's really empty. And no it's one, a good slip. And no one's there. You know what I mean? No one's here. It mm-hmm. looks like everyone's dead or gone. At least... If they're not dead, they're gone, and everyone left every the, a part of them that is so crucial. Long Claw, Jamie's hand, Arya's sword. Although we have other footage ahead of this season where Arya's fighting with a spear, which I think was tipped with dragonglass. So I don't even know if she's fighting with needles. So I don't think this is supposed to be a direct answer to what potentially might happen. This looks, looks like it's sort of how the uh, 
that teaser was when they were in the crypt and they were marching and then those statues were at the right. end. It's kind of like a right. out of the universe sort of, uh, I guess, exploration of what the stakes could be or like this could potentially be the aftermath or maybe this is like we could just explain this as uh, one of Brand's visions. This is like, hey, this is Brand saw potential future if he didn't do a specific thing. And this is what might happen. Right. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that the Hall of Faces promo that we had a couple seasons past with everybody's faces. Oh, yeah. That wasn't actually yeah. necessarily footage or shots from the season, but kind of sets the tone it's effective. for expectations. Yeah, it really it sets the mood in a real, real way. When did you watch it today? When did I watch it? Yeah, were you at work when you saw it? I was at work and my my work computer, my like sound isn't working. So I had watched it on my phone really small. I was kind of disappointed. Did you at least have your headphones but, in for the full experience? Oh, 100%. Locked my door, turned my headphones all the way up, watched it a couple times on a loop. What is HBO thinking then, doing this in the middle of a normal Tuesday workday for so many folks <laughs> who, who love this? Do. The tagline for this is literally <laughs> always do. fight for the living. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Okay, literally, this is my thought. I was like... I had a day today and I was like, I don't have time for this today. Truly, I do not have time for this. And I was like, you know what? This is the last teaser that we're going to get. So, yeah, OK, I've got time for it. Everything else can wait. It's totally fine. I don't know if this is going to so, be the last it's teaser. Exciting. Because we got those other ones. Remember? Yeah, you're probably right. Those uh, from the clips over the past couple of days, there was a, a Sunday night airing of I think it was Veep. I could be wrong. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was the season opener, but I know that it was on HBO and they played some extra footage and a lot of people were posting clips of it online, like bootleg camera phone shots of it before HBO could get it online. And then subsequently, all of these it took them so awesome long. YouTube channels are taking that footage and then analyzing it before HBO is able to put it out. It took everybody crazy. so long or it took HBO so long to put that up on YouTube. Honestly, I feel like it took like 24 hours. That's not necessarily true, but didn't it feel like it took forever? What did you think about that footage? To me. When you saw the clip, we, I know we got some extra, uh, we got an extra look into what's happening now in Winterfell, apart from all the stuff that we've guessed about and we've talked about until this time. Well, my absolute favorite part, so there was those two teasers and there was some foot, some stuff, <laughs> trying to say footage and stuff at the same time. There's some stuff that we've seen from the previous teaser and so not all of it was brand new but i think that there's two pieces that really stood out to me in both of them the first one in my notes is a survival trailer that's what i'm calling it but john and aria's reunion right that we see that glimpse of them standing in the godswood to me that was the most exciting i don't know man what you're not excited i'm excited but it's just like come on that hardly counts you have to show me more than that it's like a, a brooding look and you're just behind me, just out of focus. That's fair. But it's just, I know that we know that that's something that is going to happen and we've been anticipating it for a really long time, but just to kind of see the setting that it's going to happen in. And then the other part that I really loved in the other teaser was John and Danny standing by the fire because there is talk and speculation that they're at Dragonstone. In front of that fireplace, which I don't know if it's that's 100% confirmed, but I think that that's interesting because that means that they got out of the Battle of Winterfell, whatever the outcome there may be, they've left and they've both made it out. So that was interesting and exciting for me, too. Do you think it's possible they went back there after the events of the end of last season to pick up a bunch of obsidian before they head off to Winterfell? No, maybe... 
Maybe, but I think that that's, to me, that scene says John's telling Danny who he is. Right. And uh, that that's got to be after everything that happens at Winterfell. That seems to match the tone of everything. The stuff with the feather Mm -hmm. and Danny and John and everybody else are going to have to deal with them being kin for some reason. And it's going to be really emotional for them, even though they've only been together for a short amount of time. I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to bring and I'm really excited to see how this plays out, because I think that it is going to be tough to see tough for Danny to see somebody like John essentially have a better claim to the throne than she does. Yeah, that's a strange situation. Probably. Yeah, it's got to minimize in her mind everything that she's built her whole life on. And so this person that she has truly come to love is now up in her business and it's I think that some of her instincts of fending for herself and kind of being the lone dragon. I was gonna say lone wolf. And some but, of her brands um, getting tossed out a little bit. It's like, wait a second, I thought I was the only one that's left. It's an identity crisis. And now I'm for on sure. your home turf. Yeah. Yeah. So Do you think that they're gonna play much into the Sansa and Daenerys stuff based on what more we've uh, seen of the footage? Uh, uh, can you see me and hear me rolling my eyes already? I mean, okay. Remember how we were talking about on last episode, or the last episode that we talked about, um, I think it was right after the trailer dropped, we were talking about some of those potential futures, and we were talking about the battle maybe going early, and then us seeing that turn out in some really strange way where we move forward from it, like unexpectedly easy and maybe unexpectedly early. Look at that list of directors. Mm -hmm. This is something we didn't bring up on the last episode. It looks like that third episode is when the huge battle is going to be. Right. If we're going to base things off of what we can expect from directors past. Good old Miguel Spotnik comes back and uh, brings back Hard Home, brings back Battle of the Bastards and shows us whatever the, the final version, or at least the first version of the final version, because he's directing two episodes, the the final version of where the violence and yeah, so all this. I was wrong. <laughs> what I thought earlier was not true. It can't be true. But to go back to what you were asking about Danny and Sansa, that I mean, that gives us a lot of time at Winterfell. That gives us two episodes at Winterfell. That's what I was assuming. thinking. Yeah, that's yeah. why I brought it up. That means we'll have two episodes. So that's why I thought maybe going to Dragonstone wouldn't be a weird thing. Maybe. I it just... might make people feel really... Come on, at the beginning of the season, if it opened up and they still weren't back at Winterfell yet, and like that was the teaser at the end of episode one, they're like, oh my God, they're arriving. Well, that's where everybody wants to go. I just, I th- I think that they're probably at Winterfell. I think that them being at Dragonstone is going to be after the fact. Um, but that's just my own opinion. I think they're going to draw out everything at Winterfell in the beginning. And I think that we're going to unfortunately get some. Danny Sansa attention, whether or not I, I agree with how that I'm already angry about it, even though it hasn't happened. What do you disagree with specifically? I don't uh, with that other than the fact that it just seems obvious. I'm nervous because I feel like the way they handled that between Sansa and Arya wasn't my fave. And I think that there's so many more interesting things for them to be able to do together instead of them being petty. So this is me reading into something that hasn't yet happened, and I don't know what is going to happen, and they may handle it completely differently. But looking at how they, just based off of last season, I just feel nervous. And, you know, we got that teaser of Sansa and Danny a while ago, like our fir- one of our first looks, and a lot of people interpreted that as 
them being sassy with each other. And I just hope that that's not the case because I think that while there definitely is some interesting dynamics going on between them, between everybody who's converging at Winterfell, there's definitely interesting dynamics going on there. But I do think that it can and should be played out in a way that is less catty and drama and more of like a political hardship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I wonder there's two whole episodes to fill at that time. What a lot of that's going to look like. I have no idea. <laughs> when I <laughs> when I saw this uh, some of this new teaser footage, like the action of uh, Beric Dondarrion, obviously in some kind of a fight, and the Hound, uh, obviously in the same fight. I th- I'm pretty sure that's all connected in the same place with the same fiery action stuff that we've seen before, and we can assume that that's from the third episode. That would mean that between the last episode that we've had aired and episodes one and two that Beric Dondarrion makes it down to Castle Black and that would probably mean that they were just ahead of the White Walkers and so that shot from the trailer mm-hmm. of uh, so the trailer has actual footage and these teasers have the stuff like you were saying from the Hall of Faces from a from a different universe just sort of set it up setting up and aggrandizing everything that shot from the trailer where the horse marches into frame that looks like sort of like an opening piece like a, a a fancy shot to sort of frame the beginning of the battle of some sort, like at least they're walking into frame. So if those guys are ahead of the white walkers, the white walkers make it there. There's two episodes of David Nutter directing the show, getting to explore what's left of all the characters that we're, we're looking to see. So think about everybody that's in Winterfell. You've got Jamie heading up to Winterfell. So there's going to be some traveling, right. some stuff outside of King's Landing. You also have all the stuff happening in King's Landing. And then we also have, potentially Melisandre, who I think the last that we heard was in Volantis and this stuff with Strickland mm-hmm. and the Golden Company, obviously. There's a lot of stuff that they, they do have to move around with. And we're going to be really excited for them to cut back to Winterfell at all times. And it seems like it's going to be uh, Sansa and Arya at home and Bran we haven't seen much of yet. You know, he's sitting in the room, but if he if people just talk to Bran, then he'll just tell you everything that's happening. I know. So there's also th- that potential for that weirdness to go on. And uh, I guess that might be what ends up. Obviously, that's what happens, right? With uh, Sam and John. And so right. they learn about this. John passes on the info, I assume, to Daenerys. All right. They're all making friends. We're having a good time in Winterfell. We're We're just all patiently just excited that Game of Thrones is back. So we're all gearing up. The media cycle is gearing up. Everyone's planned for this, I guess, for episode three to come around, right? And all of our emotions are at a height. And while this is all happening, we find out that John is kin to Daenerys. Rather, they find out that John is kin to Daenerys. Does, do you think this happens before or after? They're like, screw it. Let's walk out to the dragons in an epic fashion like this and you can jump on one. If you want. I don't know. It has to be after because that would be the confidence that they gain, right? They're like, hey, well, if you're a Targaryen, you should be able to hop on Rhaegal, named after your father after all. Let's do this. Right. When is that flying sequence? Because we're looking at this teaser that we got today, which I know we're not supposed to take at face value. But what if Winterfell was destroyed? And what if we can't go back to Winterfell? There's just no so way that like they could all be riding. destroyed like that, you know? There's just no way. I'm not saying that everybody is destroyed. I'm saying that Winterfell gets 
they're pushed out. Mm, they lose at right, Winterfell. Right. And so Winterfell is destroyed. Right. So things like them riding the dragons, which we are assuming are those snowy dragon shots that we've seen in mm-hmm. almost all of these teasers. Yeah. That's got to happen at Winterfell before, before. Because I think that when, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I think that the show, the way the show is going, that all the final showdowns of whatever things are going to end, ends at King's Landing. Like that's the final, from a show's perspective, place where the last conflicts and showdowns and resolutions, all of that is happening in King's Landing. In my opinion, I think it has a lot to do with with the the magic of this whole thing, with what Melisandre's doing, with what Bran knows, you know, the, her warning to Varys, you know, like maybe she'll make it back to King's Landing just in time while they're all there for all this to converge. And the only reason he's there is because he's running from the battle in Episode Three, and they mm-hmm. have their sort of last stand all together. But that sixth episode is supposed to be. Remember from the articles that we read, it's supposed to be. A really, I don't know if, if if it's just being set up that way because it's the finale of what a lot of people consider the most exciting show that's been on TV yet. It's the final episode, so they're treating it with secrecy, but um, it was written and directed by the same people. And that always has an interesting end product because people tend to care a lot about details when they have so much control over it. And we'll probably get a really cool episode right. out of that. And that's directly following episode five, which is another battle. So we can assume, if you're right, Hannah, that's the uh, White Walkers and all the other bodies, some of our friends that they've picked up along the way going down to King's Landing. Maybe we'll get a shot of them tearing across the landscape. We'll probably get a bunch of that now that I think about it. But uh, that's so it's going to be the episode just following that battle. So it'll probably be like a sort of Watchers on the Wall thing where the the fifth episode like ends like just at the tail end of the aftermath or something. And then it picks up directly after mm-hmm. the next day. Right. And then we get some sort of resolution or tie in or some fun montages that make me cry. Right. That's kind of the vibe I'm thinking we're going to go for. So, yeah, I, so I think that that second battle is at King's Landing for sure. I think it's going to get pretty weird. But so when do they go to Dragonstone? Maybe they don't. Maybe that's just the uh, chimney in Winterfell. Maybe. Yeah, that's a possibility. I mean, it's definitely not confirmed. I just thought it was an interesting thought. Mm. They're like, we have Um, more money, so we built a whole new interior of Winterfell you've never seen before. (laughs) Just to really confuse you and throw you off. You know what I just thought of randomly was that picture of Bran when he's laying in the bed, and it has the stand-in actor where it's clearly not Bran. Oh, my gosh. It was was one of the promo photos. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) That's awesome. We need to do, once the season's over, we need to do some sort of favorite memories of stuff like that it'd be so funny oh yeah retrospective look at everything yeah i can't believe it's already been eight episodes or sorry eight seasons it's just a crazy thing and to see and i think that us having information on who's directing each episode i mean we've got it all right there right like as we're having this conversation it's all laid out for us right there and it's pretty wild to think about that so wild. What other what other stuff have we seen recently that has stood out to you? Anything else in those? We've got this promo photo that we haven't even touched on yet that came out today as well. That's pretty exciting. They have an image that represents each each uh each season, and this is what they chose for it for their final season. It's a a pile of corpses that resemble the Iron Throne. Hannah, what do you think? I 
love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so cool, and there's so many interesting things to look at, and it's. I just have a lot of questions. I mean, we it plays really nicely with the teaser that we got today with everybody frozen and gone. And it's interesting to me that the Night King is in here, um, frozen. But this major theme that I've just been thinking so much about over the course of the day is for Game of Thrones is known for they kill off characters all the time and nobody is safe and blah, 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 which I think is true. But there's some people who definitely have plot armor. And I think that as we're looking at these final images and these final teasers to set the mood, I think that the message that we're supposed to be getting is that nobody's got plot armor. And here's all your favorite characters dead, frozen in the ground, because that could very easily happen. And so it's scary and exciting because... We know what Game of Thrones can do, and they've got time to do it. I don't know. Yeah, they <laughs> you know do. what I'm saying? Yeah, they do. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Holy crap. This poster is so badass. It's got everyone that we love. I want to frame it. And they're just laying dead in the snow. They're all laying dead in the snow. There's a White Walker in there. Do you see Podrick with his arm up in the air? Sandwich again. Which I love. This poster can't be canon. Why? Because... The hound is in it. He's dead, depicted as lying dead. In this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it's so cool. How do you think this compares to the Hall of Faces? With Sunday, Grey Worm. Season 5 poster. I mean, I'm biased right in the second because we're about to get to the last season, but I think this is extremely cool. It's probably my favorite. Yeah, this is cool. I'd like to Just see because... it without the text on it. That would be a cool thing to frame. Oh, yeah, that would be so awesome. I'm sure it exists. Or I'm sure that's something that could easily be photoshopped because we don't have a lot of characters here at the bottom. God, Euron's dead. How did he get there? How does that make you feel? I wonder how, like, I wonder what we'll feel about A Dream of Spring come being on the other side of The Winds of Winter because this definitely has that vibe for me. And obviously it's going to be a book that has points of view from all over the the spread of our characters so time's not going to pass as egregiously as it would with the book of that length but still i'm wondering uh like what will our feelings be like for a dream of spring like will it be bright or will it be dark and dim like this right well and especially because if we think about something like a dream of spring a dream of spring being the last episode of season Eight. I keep calling it season seven, so I have to like catch myself. Um, the last episode of season could eight, that be what how it much is? Time we'll Do have. you think? I mean, I don't think so for real, for real. But this idea of having some sort of closure sequence being drawn out for a couple hundred pages, I'm not mad about. It's got to be much longer than a couple hundred pages. So if it's split all over points of view, then we're seeing a lot of ends being tied up in a in a beautiful way that makes sense. And obviously, it's going to have its own compelling arc. As a book, it's it won't just be the tail end of the winds of winter. Oh, exactly. It'll be like that. You know, some people think that he's going to have eight books instead of just seven. You know, some people like me don't think we're ever going to get a dream of spring. I'm just cool. saying that's Glad a crazy that thing to me. I feel like he can do it in seven. But anyway, there's going to be some heavy stuff as part of how this all comes together. I'm thinking back to our conversation about Bran at Winterfell, and we're probably going to see a lot of that in the first couple episodes. And obviously, it's going to have its conclusion, but. Melisandre, the Lord of Light, her being a red priestess, her having the necklace, her birthing the shadow baby. We talk about magic 
in both our read through and as we watch the TV show. And it's only a small part of everything. And we've even had some of the stuff that's confused us the most directly explained. When we saw that strange council of White Walkers standing really spookily, that was all those years ago. And we were like, oh my God, this is a peek into mm-hmm. like what just were creepy people in the forest. And that was really neat. We're like, holy crap. And then it turns a baby into a White Walker. And we're like, well, there's the answer to what's happening with Craster's kids. And that's an also answer of like where the White Walkers come from, at least how we're getting more of them. And then season six, we saw in the door, we saw Leaf presumably turn that man into the night king and so we've seen with that mystery a direct answer where the white walkers came from and then right after that brand calls her out and she's like here's the reason why that happened so mystery solved you need to fight the bad guy but beric dondarian coming back to life six times Jon snow coming back to life there's the biggest thing it's interesting because all of that has felt like almost a separate storyline from the human political drama. Right. It's almost felt like two separate tracks of the same world. And so to see how they're going to pull all these together and tie up all the loose ends for both the mystical and the political, I yeah. guess is the only way to think about mystical it. Mystical and political. You know? I like, like that. A, that's cool to me. And I think that, that can be done in a lot of interesting ways or you know it's like lost and they just let the mystical stuff go but we'll see seeing this footage seeing Tyrion speaking and seeing uh in winterfell and seeing john and sansa and daenerys sitting at the same table the thought that i got was well there's no more avoiding it like here we are at the end of everything and it is coming to a close and there's only so many different places where everyone can reorganize those who are living that are left in the story like we're basically focused in a couple locations now winterfell and king's landing and everything is coming to a head like it or not there's a limited amount of time for all this to unfold and it's the same that could be said for all the magical elements of the show that have been just framing it in general and not being dug too much into other than these really brilliantly dramatic moments like at the end of the door and at the end of the episode following or the beginning of the episode directly following the door where Bran was getting that that info dump of all those visions of the Mad King saying burn them all. Um, We don't know about any of that and there's not a lot of time left for those things to go unknown. So it's going to be a part of why it's all being wrapped up. It's going to be really important and it'll probably be a really big deal because it's been held off for so long. So it's reveal will probably explosive based off of that. It'll probably be really interesting and it might need a whole episode to sort of unravel everything there at, you know what I mean? Where it's not just action or or who's going to stake what claim. I don't even know what I'm talking about because I have no idea what they're going to do, honestly. Well, I wonder and I think a lot about what we can glean in terms of the end game from the from A Song of Ice and Fire and the book series from what we've got coming from this last season. And we've definitely gone off the rails. And I think that the comparisons are getting smaller and smaller. But in terms of like mechanics of magic and how those types of things work, there's got to be some points that are being drawn, I would hope, from similar veins. And so getting a better feel and understanding about how some of those mechanics work will hopefully lend us some insight or at least spark some interesting discussions as we think about the Winds of Winter being published, fingers crossed, in the next couple of years or so, you know? That is so exciting that we have this companion that's so definitive, but yet it's still such a mystery what he's writing. We still aren't even sure if it's going to 
give us the answers that we're looking for about the actual story. Right. Even though we have a poster right now of all of these characters magically lying dead in the shape of the Iron Throne, we're still really no closer to the end than we were a couple of years it's ago. It's really cool <laughs> and fun. And it lends itself to interesting literary discussion. So, Well, this was fun. Um, what else is there? I think that's it. I think this is it. Well, we We've got a week left. We Yeah, well, there's a week left. We hope that you're all as excited about this as we are. We're going to be back uh, this weekend talking about more of this and uh, you know this there's really not much else to say the final season is April 14th and it is April 2nd right now get ready to send in thoughts and predictions and theories and kind of like final your final preseason whatever's in the next little while because we're going to have a fun pre-premiere episode we're going to be processing this all together also if you want to buy a t-shirt you should get it before the season starts or at least there during the beginning. So when you go to all your awesome Game of Thrones parties that I know all of you are going to, you can impress everyone with a pretty cool shirt that you got from somewhere. Also, you should follow us. Oh, wait. Tell them where they can find that first. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I cut you off. You can pick up one of our podcast t-shirts at com slash shirts. Or you can pick up both of them. We are selling two shirts. They look cute as heck. <laughs> also encourage you to follow us on Instagram at Game of Owns because we're going to be doing some fun stuff over there when the season's on. So come hang out with us on Instagram because I like Instagram more than Twitter. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening and get hype. The final season, April 14th. <laughs>